Hello and welcome to the newest installment of the Midcourt Madness podcast, hosted by me, Smalls, as well as Biggs here. And today, Biggs, we have a lot to celebrate. And I'll do a quick power rankings for you, Biggs. So number three, let's celebrate. Off-season is over. This is our last off-season pod. We have um, went through the off-season you know, with no problems. We've put out some good content. And that leads to number two. The season starts tomorrow, Biggs. Less than 24 hours, we will have college basketball podcasts or college basketball games to watch. And then number one, Biggs, we have made it to the triple digit mark. How are you feeling? Are you sick of me yet? I feel like we need to post like a photo where it's you and me together holding up that sign where we Photoshop a pic like your face onto Wilt Chamberlain's Wilt body holding up the 100. And then, you know, have you seen the commercials nowadays where there's like phones that can like change people's faces? I'm sure there's phones in there that can just like insert random people into pictures and stuff too. Yeah. The The amount of energy that like the phone industry goes into literally to do nothing with phones other than just make them cameras is incredible, but I'm sure there's a phone out there that can basically just Photoshop me into the picture with the Wilt Chamberlain, Photoshop your face onto Wilt Chamberlain with us holding up the 100, and it would be incredible. Do you think it, we could make it look like you and I are like conjoined twins on his on his head? Maybe. What kind of twin is that? I'm trying to remember what that's I called. I don't remember either. What's the movie where it's they're, they're, they're actually like make a movie? It's like Matt Damon and somebody when they're actually stuck on each other. It's called Stuck on You, I think. I do not know. Can you imagine could, being very well could be. forever? That would suck. Like you have, yeah. And like, how does it work? Like, do they both fall asleep at the same time? Like, if one is restless at night, is the other one also restless? I'm trying to wonder, like, if I have a great diet and like I eat nothing but veggies, but you eat nothing but candy, do I feel like does my stomach then hurt because of the food that you eat? I don't know. I, I think you would the same enjoy. Same drunk. You, you of all people hate when twins do not do the same exact thing at all times. Well, in this case, they, they would have to do the same thing at all times. They have to. That's yeah. the only way they're twins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to um, celebrate that the offseason is over. We're going to celebrate that we made it this far in life and in podcasting. And then uh, we're just going to eventually, eventually we're going to do some scrolling things. Um, people yeah. wait for it. We're going to do it for probably about a half hour. So all that right after this. All right, big. So, you know, self-reflection time. What have you learned about yourself over our first 100 pods? I think I've learned that we are we're elite basketball minds. I mean, I I, I think absolutely. I can absolutely that. Absolutely. But that's been but I guess that's been just like further further um uh what's the word? Like where you it's it's been it's been confirmed for me. You know, it, it's been it's been that that absolutely we are we are elite basketball minds. And I think we do a great job of holding conversation. True. You know, like we, we do, we do a great job of, we put in the research, but I think we also have the ability to kind of just, as you like to phrase it, shoot from the hip, but I also like to phrase it like that too. So yeah, we, we have the ability to just kind of riff on stuff. I think we, we combine great entertainment value with, um, obviously we're both cute and adorable and we're fun, 
and uh, I don't know, it's made for it's made for uh, a great level of entertainment uh, in a time of my life where I need more forms of entertainment that don't involve uh, my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I echo all of that. I've also learned about friendship. You know, friendship yeah. is good. Yeah, I've learned that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> With that I being said, that. friendship's cool. Yeah. Perfect. With that being said, um, I have a random hooper of the week. I, I understand you're going to toss one back at me too. I sure so, am. Uh, <sighs> you know, I- I've been waiting for this day. I want to try one of these, and I'm probably going to fail. You probably you probably just pick the most obvious player. Not obvious, but I, I, okay. I the player I liked back in the day. So, Theo Pinson. No, <laughs> I should have gone with a Carolina one. I wonder if I could get you on a Carolina player. You should try someday. I should, I should literally just <laughs> like do random Carolina player and see if I can ever get you because I feel like you'd get them all. Probably, probably. Um, all right, I'll go first here. So, random Hooper of the week. Um, this guy Biggs is an NBA champ. This guy is well-rounded because he is also a D-League champ. Wow. Maybe D-League, but his Wikipedia did say D-League, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. That that might age him a little bit, so you might have to use that. Yeah. This random player was an undrafted player, but has been an all-star. This random player played huh. college in the state of Kansas for a college in the state of Kansas. Oh, this one, this one might give it away, man. This Randall Cooper two time MVC player of the year. I think that's going to give it to you. Two time MVC player of the year. That's Missouri Valley conference for those. I know in Kansas. I'm just totally blanking on Kansas schools. Okay, I, I'll just talk I can't do it. I don't know. You got me. I mean, the name of the school, Biggs, it might be shocking to you. Fred Van Vliet. Yes, there you oh, go. Oh, man. <laughs> I was wow. trying to snuck that by you. I freaking love those Wichita State teams, too. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet was sick. Well, he's after Baker, right? No, they, they were, were on the same they were team. The, they were together. Okay. Was, there was Van Vliet and Baker that basically made them. That they were had such a fun run too. Like they got to the final four their freshman year, and then their sophomore year they were undefeated and lost to Kentucky in like an epic one versus eight game, I think. And then they got there again. I want to say their junior year they beat Kansas, and that was always a matchup. Like Bill Self always ducked Wichita State because. You know, you lose to Wichita in your own state. Like, that doesn't benefit you at all. So they got them in the tournament, and they beat them. And then the, and then their senior year, they got into the – they were in the play-in round. They won the play-in game. And then they went and they just hammered Arizona, I think. they got, I think they got to either the second round or the Sweet 16, but they just – they smoked Arizona in a game that was kind of fun because that was kind of when Sean Miller was – people didn't particularly like him, so I think the world was kind of rooting for Wichita there. and. And they just did work. They gave him work. So they had a, they had they had like good moments each of their four years of college. Um, yeah, good stuff. Fred Van Vliet, good NBA player too. Yeah, he is. He got a big contract that either this past summer or the one before. Yep, it was on the day of your. It was on the day that you uh, celebrated your your nuptials. 
He signed that. that the same day of your amazing speech was the day that he got paid. Same day as my B minus speech, <laughs> where I forgot one of the important tenets of it. That's okay. Let's not worry. Let's not. I mean, you're already at like five and a half minutes. Like, like how how long are the speeches supposed to go? I know I that's, say, what like, that's the thing too. I wanted eight, to keep it like around eight five. Minutes too much. I don't even. I know. wanted to I've keep it around it. five, and my pacing wasn't particularly strong, and so. Um, maybe that's something we've learned during this pod is that I have the ability to ramble and I, that's not a good ability or a bad ability, but I can ramble. I, I do uh, enjoy it though, Biggs, because w- when I edit, um, out of the two of us, I'm the, the one to more so like stumble upon my words, whereas you do not. So if I can see that you're like talking for like two minutes straight as I'm editing, I just skip over those parts. <laughs> so it really speeds it up if you're talking more. <laughs> But it's, if I'm talking, I'm like, yep, I need to listen to this with a fine tooth comb. Okay. Okay. Yep. Are you ready for your debut yes. random hooper of the, the week? Just another reason to celebrate. All right. Here we go. I've got five clues for you. Hopefully the last one really should be a dead giveaway. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe all of them are pretty easy. Okay. All right. And now that I and and man, bear with me. This these clues are a little bit shoot. I'm kind of kicking myself a little bit because my second and fourth clues are kind of the same. Not the same, but the answer might be kind of the same. So okay. we'll see. Okay, uh, let's see. This former SEC Hooper's college career ended against a team known for losing early in March. Sounds like a Tennessee to me. This former SEC Hoopers team mascot is synonymous with servant leadership and giving your time without payment or reward. Sounds like a Tennessee player. This former SEC Hooper had a cup of coffee in the NBA, getting a start for the team that resides in the nation's capital. This former SEC Hooper played for a team that we affectionately question the validity of their ability slash achievement. I, I, I'm drawing a blank so far. Okay. This former SEC Hooper's name is synonymous with an officer of high regard, typically in the naval ranks. Oh, my God. A wizard, Tennessee. What the fuck's his name? His name is I synonymous can, can, with an officer pick- of high regard. I can picture but, him because he, he was he was a he was a big dude. Not a, not a commander. What's another? What's another navy? General officer? captain. But in the navy, think cap like think ship captain types. I don't know, ship captain. Uh David Robinson's nickname. That's what I should have had as my clue. Admiral. I can't think of it. You got his first name. It is Admiral. Yeah, that's not good enough, though. Admiral Schofield. Schofield. Jesus Christ. You, you really scraped scrape the bottom of the barrel there. Huh? <laughs> you scraped the bottom of the barrel there. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start doing this more. I'm going to start maybe doing Carolina Hoopers just to give you a chance. <laughs> that was the only way. Or, or I, I know all the Dukies from like the last 20 years, too. All right. I'd be like Lee Melchioni. Oh God. Yeah. What about Dukies that transferred though? Uh, Jamin Breakfield. The man. Love that guy. Yeah. And uh, Hank Coleman. Hank- the Henry Coleman. Hank Coleman. 
Anyways, yeah. who cares? Uh, so, Biggs, like I said, it is the last off-season part of the year. Um, figured we would just hop in here. I don't know how long this will take or anything like that, but just uh, kind of give us some final thoughts here. Um, you know, any storylines, any uh, top 25 discussion? I know we did that a year ago, and that kind of proved, uh, you know, conversational. Yeah. Um, just talking about, like, you know, who, who we think is ranked too high and isn't going to live up to expectations, who we think is ranked too low and disrespected and will exceed expectations. Um, mm-hmm. So I do have the AP Top 25. Um, I also have the Coaches Poll. Which one do you respect more? Uh, the Coaches Poll. Okay, so we'll go with the AP Top 25 then. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so let's just go – let's go through – let's go five by five here. Okay. So we'll kind of go through the first five, and we'll just talk about these teams here and see who we think, you know, is misplaced a little bit. So right off the bat, we have Kansas, Duke, Purdue, Michigan State, Marquette. Now, just looking at those teams, and we, we've we previewed every last one of these teams in the last two months here in heavy detail. Um, yeah. Kansas, I remember us talking about like you know, it kind of like like a good starting five. Um, they don't seem to have a ton of shooting. Timberlake seems to be like their main shooter on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Dickinson up front is their biggest uh, incoming transfer. He'll pr- pr- kind of provide an attitude down low. But I think our concern with this team is that they just seem to be lacking of shooting depth and kind of overall depth, especially with uh, Arterio Morris being suspended. Are we doing like a like a talk me into uh, why this team will be disappointing kind of thing right now? I, I basically just did that. Yeah. So yeah, let, let me let me go, let me do it this way. If you were to do a number one team, who would you pick right now? Duke. Just Duke. Yep. Okay. And they're very. Part good. of that is because uh, part of that is because I think they're going to be really good. The other part is like if you're ranked number one, the only way you don't disappoint everyone is by winning the title. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you the want them to be disappointed. You want to be able to say they're disappointing. Yep. Okay. That's fair. Um, I'd probably go well, Purdue. Like 5%. I, re- I really do think they're going to be really good, unfortunately. Yeah. I'd probably go with Purdue. I yeah, like that's back. I-, I think their guards get takes to forward. I'd probably go Purdue. So just right off the bat, we just named off our two teams that are underrated by a long shot. Our number Purdue. one teams, and they aren't yeah. the team that is number one. Exactly. They're two and three. Um. And like with these teams, you know, Michigan State, um, they do have some returning guys. I feel like they're also gonna be relying on a lot of young guys that haven't haven't been, you know, quote unquote battle tested yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquette, I'm still. I wonder if last year was just a flash in the pan. Like, not to say like they shouldn't be ranked or anything like that, but maybe like, maybe they'll regress to the mean a little bit, be more like the tenth to fifteenth best team in the nation, if that makes sense. Who's that? Michigan State. Marquette. Marquette. Okay. Yep. Uh, name me the teams in like the six through ten range. In order, we have UConn, Houston, Creighton, your Tennessee Volunteers, Florida Atlantic. Would you take any of those teams in a in a neutral site matchup against Michigan State or Marquette? How many of those teams would you take? Who would you take any of those teams to beat Michigan State in a neutral site matchup? Uh, right now, I think you know how I feel about Creighton Biggs. You're really high on them. That, that, really why aren't they your number one team? Is it just because you you can't reasonably put them number one? Is it is it because because Purdue was the best team essentially in the country last year, the number one seed brings back yes. everybody, including the player of the year? You just you kind of that's that is there are some teams that you just don't rank number one, even if you are really high on them. 
You're talking about Creighton in this case. Yeah, I guess. It's uh, a principal play for you? In a way. And, I mean, you kind of named the reason why I want to put Purdue there in that they are returning the National Player of the Year and they are returning other starters as well. Um, You know, they were the best, one of the best teams in the country for, you know, 90% of last season. And they returned three other three out of the five starters right off the bat. Um, Creighton, yeah, I'm extremely high on them. I could like if you were to uh, put the over under at point five for a number of weeks, Creighton is number one in the country. I would take the over. I think they'll be ranked number one at some point. Interesting. Because what are they ranked? Seventh, eighth, eighth. Okay. Curious what their non-conference looks like. Will they have an opportunity for like some, some Titanic wins? Basically, that that I feel like that's how you get to number one is you have to beat somebody big time. Uh, let's see. They've got yeah, kind of a cake non-con. Um, up until I guess December sixteenth and December twentieth, they have Bama and Villanova, and then Marquette as well. So I take that back. They do not have a cake. Like the first like well, seven that, or eight. Their, their, first uh, se- their non-conference schedule isn't. Much oh, wait, Nova and Marquette are conference. I'm stupid. But like the first yeah, no. seven or eight games are cake. Um, okay. to and that's only where maybe they just let the top seven teams just beat up on on each yeah. other for the first seven or eight games, and then they get to be number one. Yeah, and then you knock out you knock out Marquette, and it's like, hey, buy all your Creighton stock here. Yep, it could be the December case. December thirtieth at Marquette. Mark your calendars for that one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, the Bama matchup that could be kind of a fun one too. Yeah, or Villanova. That's. That's yeah, like absolutely. a back-to-back-to-back that's not going to be easy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you would take Creighton over both those teams. You would you would put, if you were making, you were building out a top 25, would you put, would you make any changes in your top three? You'd have Purdue one. Would you have Kansas and Duke in two and three? Yes, yes. Okay, would you put Creighton um, four then? Yes. Because I, I don't and know, I, and, I, and like the other team in the six through ten that I consider is Houston. I really like Houston. Yeah, me too. Why can't you do that? Why is Michigan State I mean, like? What did Michigan State do last year that Creighton didn't? Michigan State was a seven seed. They got, they got more freshmen. 16. They bring back. They bring back most of their guys, but they lose Joey Hauser, who was like the best shooter on that team. You know, it's not like they bring back the whole team. They they lose Joey Hauser, who's a big deal. Creighton got to the Elite Eight as a six seed, so they had similar they were ranked in the similar range over the course of the season. They both had tournament success. Creighton got a little further. Creighton loses Nemhard, but they bring in Ashworth as a transfer. So they bring back I guess they lost Kaluma. So they bring back kind of the a, a maybe a little less than Michigan State. Why can't Creighton be why is Michigan State getting hyped this much? Is it because of the brand? Yes. Is it for the Champions Classic? Could be. And like, yeah, and like, like I said, Creighton doesn't really have any of those marquee matchups early on. Who is? Let me look at Michigan State's beginning schedule. I mean, they, they play in the Champions Classic. They always play in. That's a, the second Tuesday of the year, and they play against Duke. Yeah, and I mean, they get out there, they challenge themselves in a big way in the non-con. I know they're probably in some sort of a big tournament. Yeah, um, they've got Duke. They've got Arizona. They've got Baylor. Yeah, is that's that, really is that good Arizona one. matchup? Is that part of a tournament? Because that's like. Is that Thanksgiving? That, makes that might just be an empty. That might just be like a. That might be one of those where they play them in like New York City or some shit. Okay. But they're usually in. They're usually in a big tournament as well. So I mean, 
that is one thing. I mean, Michigan State will very quickly basically either solidify themselves as a top five team or probably play their way out of, like, kind of put you to sleep by taking a few losses. Generally, they're going to take losses just because they play so many good teams early in the year. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I was high on Michigan State late last year. I always kind of do this in my mind where I'm looking at teams kind of with an eye on what are they, what are they going to bring back? What, what's this team going to look like next year? Like, I mean, I'm enjoying this moment right now, but like, I was just kind of projecting a little bit forward too. And, and I was really high. I'm like, man, Michigan state could potentially bring back a lot of these guys. They could be really good. I was like, man, I, I think they're going to be awesome. Four just feels a little rich for me. The more I think about it, I'm just like, I don't know. They were, they were like 21 and 10 or something like their record. Wasn't, they weren't awesome last year, you know? And when you're bringing back everybody, Sometimes that's good. I mean, I think it's good that they bring back everybody, but it's not like it's not like they had a freshman that you can be like, all right, big time improvement here. Like, do you see AJ Holgard taking a huge step and being way better? You know, or Malik Hall, or even even Tyson uh, Walker. Like, all, all these guys are they've been around now a while. It, it kind of feels like it kind of feels like they are what they are. Maybe a little bit. Now they bring in some good freshmen, so that's part. Of it. I mean, I think they're gonna be good, but I guess fourth best in the country it's just like that seems i almost think i would take a lot i would take a lot of those teams in that six through ten range over michigan state in some sort of neutral matchup i think yep. so i think if if we were to build out a big and smallest official top 25 and two um i think we'd have some sort of a you know what we would do we would do a top 25 minus one as it's just i should have done that instead <laughs> yeah um, I think top three, you would have some sort of combination. You and I have Kansas, Duke, and Purdue. Yep. Probably. Okay. Yep. 100%. Four and five, I think we would both maybe have a combination of Creighton and Houston, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. Um, so then we get to, and like the rest of that top 10, um, Michigan State, Marquette, who we talked about. Um, and I'm not, I'd put Marquette above Michigan State. Um, UConn, Tennessee, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is another team where it's like, are they going to progress to the mean? Like, is that Final Four run, are they going to prove that you know worthy? Or are they more of the team that was an 18 going in? Or is it kind of, or is it going to be like most other things in life and it's going to be somewhere in the middle? You know what it feels like to me is they're going to, they're going to take, I mean, they play a pretty good non-conference schedule too. And you know what I feel like? I, I can smell it. They're going to take a loss. They're maybe going to take two losses in the non-conference. And they will move down in the rankings. They'll maybe stay in the rankings, but they'll be rated like, I don't know, 18th you know, or 19th. They're not the 10th best team. People just feel obligated to put them there because of the final four run, because they brought everyone back. They were good last year. So it's not like, I, I think this notion, like the two extreme notions for Florida Atlantic, the one extreme notion especially is that, People are saying like they weren't good and they just made a they made a final four run. They were good. They won like thirty five games or something last year. They were very good. They were probably underseeded, but they were a very good team. Um, but I do think they're going to take more losses because they challenge themselves now, which is good for them in the long term. Challenging themselves to some tough games out of conference and moving up in the conference, they're they're gonna not they're not gonna win as many games. Instead of winning, instead of going into the tournament with thirty one wins and like three losses or something, I wouldn't be shocked if they if you were to tell me the over under is like twenty five and a half or twenty four and a half, I, I'd be sitting right in that range, right? They're probably gonna be like twenty four and seven. They'll take some losses, 
And so they'll move. And people, I think once they do that, everyone's like, all right, good. No, we can just get them out of here. Like go and prove, prove that you're not a top 10 team. We're going to put you here just because. And once you lose, that's like, that. that's it. You know, you'll just, we'll just get you out of here. And they won't really be able to play their way back up to that high of a ranking. I think that's probably, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to be rated like 20th all year long, but because they had such a strong finish, I guess I'm guessing I'm, I'm trying to like psychoanalyze coaches, voters and AP Joe voters and people that do polls and shit. And the level of thought they're going to put into it is, Oh, team made the final four brings everyone back. Okay. But they're, Oh, whoa, Oh wait, but they're not a mid, a, a major conference team. Okay. Well, 10 feels fair. Let's just put them at 10. Once they lose, we'll drop them out. Does that seem accurate? So basically if they were a power conference team, they would have gotten the North Carolina treatment right this year and be number one. Yeah, probably, probably. Or, or like, yeah, it, they'd be four or five. I mean like G- yep. GP put them at four and one. So he has them as a final four team, which because they're fourth, just exactly. insane. I know. Uh, and you talked about their non-con. I see uh, home again. Or I guess it, I don't know why you say home or away during non-con because so many of them are neutral sites. Uh, they got Illinois. They have Arizona. I see Charleston, who kind of flirted with being top twenty-five for a good chunk of last year and had a ton of wins at least early on. They may have faded a little bit, but I know they're they're a good team a year ago. Texas A and M, I think, is somewhere in there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't. I they were, maybe not. Unless if it's mixed in with the conference schedule, but I don't see it. Well, it'd probably be mixed in with their uh, in their in their tournament if they're in a tournament. Okay. Um. I hope they're in the ESPN invita- uh, events invitational. Your favorite tournament? Oh, my favorite title of a tournament. Absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go into the next five here, Biggs. Okay. 11 through 15. Uh, we got Gonzaga, Arizona, Miami, Arkansas, and your Aggies from Texas A&M. Who, they have a guy there who gets the free throw line a lot. Like 25 times a game. He's a farmer, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Big family farm. Generation to generation. Okay, so you got Gonzaga, you got Arizona. So basically you got Gonzaga and then second Gonzaga. You've got Miami. Which, the disrespect, I mean, they made the Final Four. Yeah, where's that um, Florida Atlantic treatment? They're from the same state as Florida Atlantic, too. Yeah, no, talk about that. Wow. Okay, so you got Gonzaga, Arizona, Miami, Texas A&M, and who? Arkansas. Arkansas. Buy one, sell one. Who are you higher on than – who do you think is underrated there, and uh, who do you think should be – who should be lower? I think the team that you talked me into during our preview season, um, more and more, and I, I, I like this team before. It's not that I hated them or anything. I'm high on Texas A&M. I like their roster. I like that. I'm not going to say that joke anymore. Um, but, but they're a good roster a year ago. And then did they, did they lose early on? Yeah, they like, got, I think they got blitzed by sure. like maybe Penn State, who just hit a barrage of threes. Yeah, and so I feel like there's like a little sense of like I would say uh, unfinished business there. You know, a team that returns a lot, um, had a disappointing end to last season, and is regardless a good team. So I'm high on them, Biggs. Um, okay. The one I would sell, I'd probably go Miami. Um, you know, we talked about Nigel Pack and Northside O'Meara and Wuga Poplar, but. Isaiah Wong was a big player for them for like three or four years, and he's gone. And Jordan Miller was kind of the guy who was never talked about, but was also a very good player for them. 
Yeah, losing those two guys is going to be <clears throat> losing those two guys is really going to be tough to overcome. I, I the thing that I worry about with Miami is just maybe and maybe this is just the nature of preview season is that we we're not going to know we're not John Rostein who knows like literally the the tenth man on these rosters and like knows the name of the walk ons but like we name Omir, yep. we name uh, Wuga Poplar. And I know you're about to bring up Matthew Cleveland, aren't you? We we name Matthew Cleveland. Who's the other kid? Who's the other guard? Why can't I name him right now? But we name him too. Nigel Pack, Wuga Poplar. Nigel Pack. Who who else is there? I can't name another guy. I know. And that's I guess that's like, the thing that concerns four me. Guys. Yeah, that's the thing that basketball's played with five guys, John. I don't know if you knew that's that. That's true. Um, yeah, five, now I know there's only one ball, but you can't play with four guys ideally, unless you're that Alabama team with Colin Sexton back in the day that almost beat Minnesota with three guys. They did do it on Hoosiers though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and there's an episode right, yeah. of one. There, there's also an episode of One Tree Hill where they did that too. No kidding. Are you serious, Clark? Yeah, yeah, because like their best player got like shot. You know that happened, so they did it for him. Wow. Okay. Shot, well, shot and killed. Yeah. To my knowledge, that hasn't happened for anybody from Miami. They just only have four guys because I don't know anybody okay. else on their team. <laughs> so I guess that concerns me. I don't know. No, on One Tree Hill, they still had more than four guys though. They chose to play with four. In oh, honor of their fallen superstar. Maybe Miami will just do that. Maybe. In honor of Isaiah Wong and... Our fallen superstars, Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, who are in the NBA. Left for brighter pastures. Yep. Yeah. Whoa, NBA sucks, but yeah. That's true. To collect probably bigger paychecks? I don't know. Uh, who knows? At Miami, you're, you're getting Miami some good guys. NIL deals there. Yeah. Although, and is like, that guy out of money now? I've heard the women are good there, too. So, who like... Are you actually winning or no? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Beaches good everywhere. Good weather. I Must have no suck. idea where, where they are in the NBA, but yeah. Probably not better than being in Miami. Yeah, probably not. Anyways, uh, this is kind of our Pangea moment of this episode. Go on. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are, What's go on? What do you want me to say? Uh, You buy and you sell. Okay. I will... I mean, I kind of, I, I mean, I agree with you on both those two teams. I'm a little lower on Miami and higher on Texas a but I'm going to pick different teams then because that's more fun. That's good radio. Yeah, absolutely. I am higher, I think, on. <sighs> hmm. I'm like higher. Maybe on I more. did just pick the perfect teams. And you just you might have. Them. I'm having a hard time convincing myself that I'm higher on Gonzaga than 11th. And I'm having a hard time convincing myself that I'm higher on Arizona. So maybe you have to go with Arkansas then. That's yeah. where I left. I know, and I'm kind of lower on Arkansas though. <laughs> <laughs> I am lower on Arkansas. I don't. I don't like Arkansas as much. I think that's another one of those. It, it's really obviously these these preseason rankings are beautiful just because it's fodder for us to talk about, and it makes us when we do our scrolling, we're just kind of looking for who. There's a number in front of that team, so I guess that's going to be more it. valuable. But to be honest with you, it, it really is entirely based on how did these teams or like 80% of it is based on, Hey, what this team do in March? Now what they do all season? Cause Arkansas was not good all season. They were like the 10th best team in the sec last year. They weren't that good. And so like they, they just went on a hot run. And so I, I don't know. And they, they added, if you were to tell me they added the leading scorer from the team that was the worst division team, the worst division one team in the country last year, that doesn't do much for me. They added like the fifth best guy 
from a team that was pretty damn good, but then lost early in the tournament last year. Oh, that doesn't do much for me. Uh, they added a guy who was a double-figure scorer for a team that just sucked ass in Temple. Uh, I don't know. That, like Individually, all those transfers that they added, like... He's got a cool name, though. Yeah, he does. And, and, I mean, they've, they added individually, like, interesting players, but it, but it goes back to, like, do these guys do anything other than score? Because they're not going to average 164 points a game. So is... Is L. Ellis good at anything other than just chucking shots for a shit team? I don't know. Is who's the dude from Temple? What's his name again? Cleef Battle. Cleef Battle. Does he do anything other than score for a Temple team that sucked? I mean, like, can he be a role player? Guys who are good scorers sometimes don't make great role players. Some of these guys are going to have to turn into good role players. I do like Devo Davis and Trevon Brazil a lot. So, I mean, I think Arkansas is going to be fine. But I guess I just, I think, like, I think people just like Musselman. And so, and they've seen Musselman as they've gone on some runs in the tournament. And so I think they just equate that, oh, Arkansas must be awesome. They're probably going to be awesome again. Well, they weren't awesome. They were, they were an eight seed and they made it, they made an awesome run. That doesn't mean they're awesome. I think that's where, that's where like these rankings, like they're subjective and that makes them good talking points. There's also like this idea that are you ranking these teams based on what they are literally right now? Or is there like a, Hey, I'm going to rank this team because I think they'll eventually be one of the best teams in the country like that. That is a conversation that could go on forever. I just don't think Arkansas is going to be as good as people think. All right, next five here, Biggs. We have, in order, Kentucky, San Diego State, Texas, North Carolina, Baylor. Now, there's a final. That's a meaty. That's a meaty group right there. I honestly think I like all those teams better than most of the teams in that eleven through fifteen. Wow. So you're saying you're buying all of them, including North Carolina. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there's Talk a more on that. Those, I guess I would not be surprised at all if all those teams are better than like two or three of those other teams in like that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those teams are better than than Arkansas. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those teams are better than Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those teams are better than Texas A and M or Gonzaga. I'd say you know Kentucky is a team. Like I said during that preview. I'll let you know what I think about them in like three weeks when I actually high ceiling. Play. Exactly. Yeah. Like very high ceiling, but with uh freshmen who are just coming in, have never played a minute of college basketball. It's just, it's tough to know for sure. Well, there's multiple checkpoints on that one. I mean, they might look pretty darn good in three weeks or they might look pretty darn bad in three weeks, but then exactly. check back again at like true midway through conference play, like check back at Valentine's day. How are, how are they looking? Or like, what's the holiday in, in January? President's day. President's no, that's the one in February. Or is MLK? Oh, in January. Isn't there is like... MLK Day? Is it MLK Day? Yeah, it might be Martin Luther King Day. Okay. That one in, in mid-January. Like, let's see what te- let's see what Kentucky looks like when they've played, you know, 18 games or something. Yep. Um, San Diego State, another team off a Final Four run from a year ago, and they're just a team who is like, you're kind of judging the system more than you are the players themselves. Um, yep. So I think it, it seems to be that they're kind of aptly ranked there, I'd say. Um, if there's like a team in the top 25 where it's like, yep, you're in the perfect spot, it might be them. Uh, Texas, I'm high on, you hate completely. You're like, they're not even going to win a game this year. I'm fucking uh, out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, North Carolina, I, who? I don't even know who they are. Um, Baylor, I feel like we're kind of low on Baylor. I feel like, I don't know, they might be ranked a little high, I think. I'm, I'm, I think Baylor should be are, ranked are a little higher. higher. Yeah. You, you're, okay. I think they're better than the twentieth best team. I, I think I'm, there's... I'm trying to I'm trying to remember their players. I know they have T squared coming back, my boy. 
Yep. Uh, Jacoby, was it Walter? Is the incoming freshman who's supposed to be a stud? Yeah, he's like a top 10 recruit. But I'm trying to remember their other guards now. I'm blanking. Uh, well, Ray J. Dennis is one of the top transfers. Uh, Jaden Nunn was one of the top transfers. Um, Langston Love is he? Langston Love is like I think he's hurt, but I think yeah. he's he's there. I guess they do still have Jalen Bridges. I like that. Yeah, Bridges was the other guy who's back. Eves Missy, I think, is like a like a four star big for them who's been impressive in their in their early kind of preseason. Apparently, there's a lot of buzz on him. He's like a seven footer with some with some skill. Now, I, I would bet. What you see out of Eve's Missy is a very raw piece of clay that shows you some some interesting things and will play a very like a Donovan Klingon type of role where it's like twelve minutes a game. Sometimes he looks awesome, and when he doesn't look awesome, he's only out there for twelve minutes a game. So you just kind of forget. They have and, two guys from Yaounde Cameroon. So it's Eve's Missy, and there's a Giannis Janga. No Whoa. idea if they're, they're like team former teammates who just came over to Baylor together or something. Okay, I don't know. Just yeah, something I, I noticed. Not, I'm not sure either, but yeah, I, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a chance. Like Baylor last year was disappointing to me in that I, I thought, and, and I think I caught onto this earlier than I think a lot of people, but I think national media still was like really high on Baylor to the to the death or to the very end, like because they would have moments where. I think I think we we confuse fun and good a lot, right? And Baylor was really fun because they had a couple of just guards that you could just let cook. And man, when they cooked, it was like whoa! Like there's just not a lot of college basketball teams with the kind of shot making prowess at, and and volume that Baylor can can deploy. But they don't want to play any defense. But nobody wants to talk about how nobody plays any defense because that's not fun. And so I think there's a chance Baylor. This year has a little more toughness, a little more grittiness. They might not quite have the same kind of high octane offense, but I also think their offense was kind of overrated last year in that it was good when they had guys chucking basically 25 footers. And like, man, it was one of those where like, you'll see this, like, I feel like if you watch the NBA, you'll have guys like, like Doncic, not even, he's probably a poor example, but there's guys who take terrible shots, terrible shots. And they go in like a step back three right? It goes in. And boy, do you remember the time it goes in? Because it looks sweet and it's awesome. You don't remember the five times that they missed it though. Because I don't know, it's just, it's a missed shot. Nobody cares. But man, when it goes in, that guy's amazing. And I feel like Baylor had a lot of that last year. They had times where these guys are taking these crazy tough shots, long threes, early in the clock. Boy, when they make them, wow, this Baylor team. And then you, and then you look up at the end of the game and it's like, like 10 of, they were like, they were like 12 of like 35 from three and they don't take any free throws and why, uh, but did you see the shot making? You know what I mean? So it doesn't, it just doesn't quite add up. I feel like the talent just didn't match the, the, the eye test for them. And that's where maybe the metric gets you a little bit. I, I'm, I'm with you on the eye test thing, but I feel like the eye test could trick you a little bit with Baylor last year. Um, long, long story longer, I guess. I think Baylor will have a little more grittiness this year. I think there's a chance. I still think they're going to play, an up-tempo style. They're still going to be fun to watch offensively, but I think they've got pieces now. I've heard Jacoby Walter is a little more, um, he does have a little, more tough, a little more toughness to him than Keontae George, who just seemed like he was out there to shoot a lot. And I think Jaden Nunn coming over from VCU, I'm just going to assume that if you played a VCU, uh, he probably likes playing defense. And so, and I think they need a little bit of that. And I don't know if Ray J Dennis is much of a defender, but at least he's big. 
Like they had three small guards last year. I think they're going to be bigger. And I think there's just value in, in having big, having big guys, especially, I mean, I, I think small guards can defend. I don't like just the excuse of, Oh, small guard, not gonna be able to defend. I, 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 I just, I reject that notion, but I do think there is something to, if you are bigger, you've got a better chance. So I, th- I think there'll be longer and, and bigger and tougher. Okay. And they're coming to the Pentagon on Tuesday. So I haven't decided if I want to go yet. You're going. Where do they play? Uh, Auburn. Okay. I will. We got to say that for Skull and Biggs. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't uh, say what time it was. Yeah, for, exactly. Forget that big said that he he apologizes he'll uh undergo treatment for that um all right let's go we just have five more here bigs we're already 40 minutes into this and we're only through like 20 teams we're like for people who say like we can't like stretch out a conversation we totally can time like, flies we, when you're having fun by we i mean you so yeah let's go um next five here the last five usc villanova st mary's alabama illinois now you know, USC is intriguing. They have one of the top freshmen in the country. Um, pair that up with Boogie Ellis, your favorite name in college hoops. Um, and, and, and other guys, too. They got some Is this name like Jake back. or something? I thought it was uh, like Rayshon or something. Yeah, I think it is, too. I think it's like Rayshon. Imagine if his name was Jake Ellis, and he was just like, you know what? I'm going with Boogie. I can't. I can't. I got to shake this Jake name. It's too white. Rayshon. R- R- R-E-J-E. R E J E A N. Okay. Yep. Um. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Did I lose my page? Um, yeah, I, I I got you off on that. <laughs> yeah, that's your bad. Uh, Nova, Nova, Justin Moore's back. Eric Dixon's still there. Um, it's still in Archie Diacono, but he doesn't do too much. Um, I'm not sure what to think about them at this point. Saint what about Mary's? their transfers? They brought in like I honestly I don't understand how people aren't talking more about the transfer class that Nova brought in. Let's hear. Well, what do you think about them? Let's hear who they are. Let me pull up their roster. Hakeem Hart. It feels like it's been like two months since we did that preview. I've been t- I've been hyping Nova as much as I possibly can. I can't believe more people haven't caught on. I really do think if this team was coached by Jay Wright, I just think it's a Kyle Neptune thing. I think there's everyone is just kind of. Ooh, They're almost like it's like Kyle Neptune's actually been coaching like three years longer than Hubert Davis, and like I feel like Hubert Davis would be at this level, but like people are just all the way out on him already, and I don't understand it because he wears suits. Like, how do you not respect this man? But the the group they have, like I, I think if Jay Wright were coaching them, maybe ranked in the top five, it is Hakeem Hart, uh, T.J. Bamba, and uh, Burton. What's Burton's name? I got Jermaine Tyler. Burton, but he's a uh, Tyler, Tyler Burton. Thank you. Jermaine Burton's the Georgia receiver who now is, is in Lance Alabama. Is Lanceware this year? Is Lanceware transfer this he's, year? He's in there too. Yeah, he's another yeah. transfer. So they added four guys, I think, who will be like in the in the top eight or nine. And I think Burton, I mean, Burton is terrific. And Hakeem Hart and TJ Bamba are both kind of like big, kind of, I hate the word versatile in basketball just because it's such an over, it's like the second most overused oh. trope behind Unicorn. And honestly, actually might be more used than Unicorn. Like it's, it's basically just, I don't know. People just say it even when there's really not much to it. But I think both those guys are versatile on the defensive end of the floor, like in that they're both like Bamba's like six, five, like two ten. He's got long arms. He can guard probably like a one through four, maybe one through five. If, if you're not guarding like huge bigs and Hart is like six, eight and like two ten. like they're both big physical 
kind of versatile wings who I think if Villanova wants to continue playing that switch everything kind of defense that they do, they're, they have like big thick guards and Justin Moore and TJ Bamba. And then you got big long wings in Hakeem Hart and Burton. And then Dixon as kind of a big chunky butt center. I, I really like the pieces for them a ton. I, I just think, I just think people are just that out on Kyle Neptune that they're ranked 22nd. Cause I really do think they should be ranked. I would not be surprised if they are the best team in the big East. What if someone came back at you and said, no, no, Biggs, you have blinders on just because of Kyle Neptune's suit and you're not evaluating the team properly and you're putting too much stock into that suit. I, I guess I would say if I'm going to be wrong about something, I'd rather be I'd rather be wrong believing in a guy who has all class, who looks like that. Uh, I might be wrong. I'm going to be wrong a lot. John, we make, we make enough takes. We're going to be wrong about them. The ones that I'm willing to be wrong about – are the ones about guys who wear suits because I, I believe in those guys. I think I'm going to be right more than I'm wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I trust my out. process. I don't trust Philadelphia's process. Their process has got them nothing. My process though, pretty good. All right. um, any other thoughts on those? Did I talk into Nova or, or did, are you still just kind of holding steadfast to the, I'm holding steadfast. I think they're a mid team. Your favorite word mid. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting Creighton above them. What is it about Nova that you don't like, I guess? I don't even know. Like, you're going through the transfers. I have no reason to hate them. I just remember, I didn't think they were that great last year. And obviously, well, I know But they added a bunch of new guys. I know there's roster turnover. I, I get that. Um, Maybe that's the downside. I, I could be eating my words in a month from now and be like, you know, this Nova team ranked number five in the country right now is pretty damn good. You know, maybe there's something too, though. Maybe maybe too much roster turnover, especially at a place like Villanova. That might not be a good thing, right? I mean, they brought in a ton of guys. There are a ton of old guys, and they've they've proven things at places. I mean, they've been okay players. But TJ Bamba's coming from Washington State, which was, I would say, a pretty mid team, right? And uh, not Jermaine Burton, Tyler Burton, coming from Richmond, who was not very good. Yeah, they weren't very good. That's for sure. That's what. <laughs> they were good two years ago and he was the best player on the team that, that beat Iowa in the tournament. But I guess if I were if I were going to take the Villanova blinders completely off and just try to find a reason that they're not going to be as good, the concern that I would have is on-ball creation. Like, I like Justin Moore. I, I don't know if they have, like, a, they don't, I don't know if they've got, like, juice. Remember a few years ago when they actually ended up going to the Final Four, but, like, we didn't like them basically all year. And it was like, this Villanova team just doesn't seem to have kind of the firepower. They and they basically played like out? a – what's that? Who, who, they lost someone in like the Elite Eight round, I thought, that year. Justin Moore. Was it, yeah. was it him? Okay, I thought so. Yeah. They played like a running team in football, though. Like that's what they played like. They played like a team that basically just has to control the clock. They played, they played like Virginia, and nobody knew it. They were like Virginia with a suit on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at the names, Biggs, it, they both start with VI. They both end in an A. And an N is somewhere in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some similarities there. Yeah. But it's fun to say Nova, not Virginia. Uh, if you looked at the coaches from like five Virginia. years ago, we, we would have kind of argued about who's the best looking coach out of those two coaches. Yeah. Obviously, Jay Wright's gone now. Um, so, there's definitely some similarities there. Agreed. I think Nova's going to be legit. Um, yeah. I, I think if they're not good this year, I do think it's fair to be out on Kyle Neptune then. Okay. 
I'll be dancing on your grave, though. All right, any more thoughts on the top 25? Minus one. Because I'm removing Illinois at 25. Good. Get them out of my face. Okay. No, I'm good. I, I like those teams. Yeah, I think those are solid. I'm trying to think of teams that are, if we did like a top 30, like who would be the next, who would be like the next, like which team got left out of that? Let's go. Okay, I'm going to count here. I'm going to count all the teams that are receiving votes. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you can figure out five of them. Let's go with that. Okay, just I'm just starting. I'm just ripping off teams right now. Yeah, so give me one second. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen teams receiving votes. Oh God. Okay. Virginia. Yes, I I didn't see them at first, but yes, I was just about to say you're wrong, but then I saw them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to not take a year to do this. I'll just try to rip off a handful. Auburn. Yes. TCU. Yep. Kansas State. are actually right next to it. Yep, Kansas State as well. Uh, let's see. UCLA. Yeah, all five. Now you are you did not get the top three with those really. Picks. Yep, you did not get the top three. Okay. One team is just notorious for being just like very consistent. Wisconsin. Yep. Okay. That 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 is the first one. Yep. Really? So they're they're ranked twenty sixth, basically. Yep. One of the teams is probably getting a coaching bump from someone they hired. St. John's. Yep. You see, they just lost to a D2 team, too, I think, in like a scrimmage or something. Really? I saw Louisville did again. Yeah. I was listen. I listened to um, the guy that Titus just had on on his. I don't know if you I don't know if you keep if you're still listening to him or not. But yeah, the guy that he just had on who writes for Sports Illustrated has his own pod with uh, Kevin, Kevin Sweeney. Yeah, he, he does a pod and I actually really like it. It's it's kind of three man weavy and that it's it's not that f- it's not there's not a lot of like humor and entertainment. It's literally just raw college basketball stuff. And like it seems like he's on the inside of a ton of stuff. He's got a lot of information and I like that he's a lot more candid. Like those CBS guys, you can tell like they're they're a lot more just buttoned up on like they're they're not going to say someone sucks. You know, very much like they'll they'll find a way to only praise, which is nice, but um and then, you know, Titus, he, he just kind of, I don't know. He, he just kind of tells stories a lot. Tate is, is a little more, he he's a little more of the play the hits as well. Like that Sweeney guy will just talk about like, he's, he's, he's kind of in that Rothstein mode where he seems to know a ton about a ton of teams. And he, he'll say like this, this guy sucks. This team's not actually that good. People just think they're good, but this guy actually sucks kind of thing. He's pretty good. And one of the things that he said in, in one of his recent ones, they're talking about Patino and he's like, he didn't do anything at Iona that uh, the previous Iona coach didn't do. Okay. He got to the tournament just like the previous Iona coach and lost right away. So I, I don't know. Like, is this Patino hype just gone maybe a little too far? I mean, he's like 75 years old. Do we? Why do we just assume that they're going to be awesome? Like, he didn't turn Iona into something special. Iona's always been a team that gets to the tournament and then it gets drilled. And that's just exactly what he just did. So it kind of it made me think a little bit. It's like, maybe we are just kind of 
uh, I think it's Tate who always talks about, oh, character, we, we love talking about the characters. And obviously Patino's a character. Um, I don't know. Like, they did just add a ton of mid-major guys. So I could kind of see them. There will be this push for them to be fun. I guess I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it doesn't go quite like that. Biggs is out on St. John's. That's what I've heard. I got one foot out. I'm like, I'm like looking for like, give me a reason. Give me a reason to be out, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll just quick roll off all the teams here. Wisconsin, Colorado. You did not have uh, St. John's UCLA, Maryland. Also didn't have uh, Virginia, Auburn, TCU, Mississippi state. Yeah, see that one. They're, they're, they're Tolo Smith. So that's true. That's true. Wake me up in like mid January with them. Uh, Kansas State, Xavier, the rest of these you didn't have. Xavier, Memphis, Missouri, uh, Boise State, Tyson mm-hmm. Hart over there. Yeah. Um, Indiana, Charleston, Florida, your favorite Degrassi star, Drake, and then New Mexico. Okay, I wanted to say Florida, but then I was like, I, I doubt Florida would be. So they're interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, – I think it's reasonable to be varying levels of intrigue by just about all those teams. There are some that I'm not uh, as intrigued by as some, but hey, it's hard to discount like the the institutional success. I mean, Missouri is one that everybody thought was going to suck last year, and then they were good, and now everyone thinks they're going to be good. And I don't like their roster as much, but I guess their roster, if you looked at it last year, you look we at the roster. Said the paper, same thing. What's that? We probably said the same thing a year ago. Yeah, and so, I, mean, I don't know, like, if you look at the roster on paper this year compared to last year, it's probably better. You know, they got a bunch of transfers, but this year it's coming from, like, high major ranks versus a bunch of mid-major guys. And so I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. And um, Xavier is, is one of those where, like, yeah, if they had that front court that you're obsessed with, like, if they were oh, actually healthy. Them. They're going to be so amazing this year. Yeah, like, they'd be, they'd be pretty good if those guys were around. But I'm a little worried that I think that one is – We'll see. Who knows? But um, Indiana, I don't know. I, I don't really think they're going to be great, but maybe they will. They got the name, though, from the jersey. They, they do. Yep. Yep. And this year it'll be for Bob Knight. I'm sure that won't be uh, controversial at all. Oh, God. Which RIP, by the way. He is dead. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Are you ready, Biggs? We haven't done this for a few months. Um, they probably haven't done it since, like, early March so we don't really do it during the tournament because like you can't really scroll through the schedule you kind of can but we just look at the bracket at that point but it's time for everyone's favorite segment bigs scrolling through scrolling 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 schedule we gotta make we gotta make one like that with your voice just so that we can just like I can kind of just insert it there we need a sounder yeah exactly yeah, That's that would be how we get to the next level. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. So Monday, I know, uh, Monday, November 6th, we looked at this a, a week ago. It didn't look too meaty, which, you know, kind of isn't for some reason. You're not intrigued I, 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 by Spalding I, I, against I, I, Pui at 10 a.m.? I wish they would come out with a more meaty schedule on the very first day. I'm just going to say it. Wait, you how is Stephen F. Austin playing North America? <laughs> That's one of the top ones there. <laughs> oh, yeah. North American. North American. We're all North Americans. Yeah. So who are they playing? 
<laughs> I'm actually going to be in that game, Biggs. It's like a... Oh, a oh John Jay versus Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, First mid-afternoon game I see is Georgia-Oregon. Um, Maybe okay. Um, Georgia I feel like what we need to do... Oh, Oregon, we're not sure about. Yeah, that's a team I'm, I'm irrationally high on. I, I know I'm going to try to not be stupid about them, but I think what we need to do is like come up with like tiers for how we rank. Like, you know how you, you love how I say like, Ooh, that's a watchable one. Yep. Like, I feel like there's gotta be like, there's gotta be like watchable has gotta be a category. Background I, I would, noise. I would, yeah. Background noise. I would say worth monitoring. Like maybe I'm checking in on the score to see if I should watch it. And then uh, there's gotta be like a category of like, I've got to watch this one, not just watchable, but like, it's you're canceling all you're canceling all other appointments if someone's like hey let's go to a happy hour it's like okay but only if the game's on yeah exactly only if the game's on Um, gotta get eyes and then and then maybe there's one because like if you're trying to watch a game at a bar sometimes you get distracted by the conversation there's all there should be a tier where it's like not even watch this at the bar because i really want to pay attention to this one yeah yeah how many tiers we just named we named five because that's a really nice number exactly that's the number of players on a court of basketball if they're not trying to honor someone. Yeah, or if you're Miami. Yeah. Okay, so Oregon, Georgia, I would say that's like maybe worth monitoring slash background noise. That's like my last hour of working tomorrow, so I might just have it kind of muted. The check at halftime kind of thing? Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. Um, How about North yeah. Carolina, Radford? I mean, that's that's obviously like North Carolina automatically gets you into probably tier three of like. Watch oh, that, that, right? that is, I won't even go to a bar and watch that. Big. That's <laughs> North Carolina is basically automatically yeah. just level five. <laughs> exactly. for you. Yeah, exactly. if North Carolina games on. You're not you're not cancel cancel like Donna cancel my afternoon. Like uh, you, you don't have any clients, Harvey. I don't know how you need an afternoon at all. But OK, I see Gardner Webb is hosting Erskine. That's a town in the state of Minnesota. So are they playing a high school team? maybe mount olive king from tennessee some of these teams man oh my I feel, god i feel like a lot of these games should have been the respective Wait. teams exhibition games a week ago isn't Voorhees the name of like the the guy who wears the hockey mask who goes and kills everyone in those horror movies i feel like there's like a is there a brent Voorhees that's like a nfl player or something oh maybe so. either way that's freaky Clark, Atlanta, Kent State no, versus Malone. Know. Isn't Malone just a restaurant? Malone? I've never heard of this. Malone's? Of... Isn't that a restaurant? I thought it was I've a restaurant. I've heard of a restaurant named in Malone. the cities. Yeah. Just yeah. always delivers. Chattanooga plays Covenant. Ooh. It was Houston who played Our Lady of the Lake, right? I thought it was Kentucky. Was it okay? Well, either way, whoever it was, they need they need to get a rematch, or they need to get a matchup with Saint Mary of the Woods, <laughs> and then we can get Our Lady of the Lake versus Saint Mary of the Woods in an MTE. That'd be kind of fun. They're playing Larry Bird's alma mater, Indiana State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rutgers, Princeton, maybe. How do you feel about? The, are you gonna? Do you have Peacock? Because like, there's a lot of games now that's gonna that I are gonna do, be. On I do. I mean, it's through. It's through the person you would have uh, walked down the aisle with at my wedding. It's her her, her peacock. Okay, so you can. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have yes. to. How much is it? It's not much. I feel like it's. It might. 
I swear, I, it might be something stupid like forty bucks a year. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna. I might have. To, I might have. You're to kidding. Bite the bullet. That's. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying. Ah, oh, that's too much. No, I, I might have to bite the bullet and just do it. We'll that's see. That's like a half hour of you sitting at a bar. You can I mean, I'm not doing it for Rutgers Princeton, but if but if I'm, I'm noticing like later in the week, there's like four or five games on Peacock. I'm like, God dang it, Biggs, We're still on Monday. I know. I was just I was doing some preliminary preliminary scrolling earlier so that I'm prepared. It's called show prep, John. Sorry, you want me to do it, don't you? Iona Charleston. Um, who's Rick Pitino's successor there? That's intriguing. It's intriguing. Uh, Seton Hall, St. Peter's. Wait, isn't St. Peter's coach? Didn't he go to Seton Hall? Uh, yeah. Shaheen yep. Holloway? Yeah. Yes, please, State versus Bama. Ooh. That I think could be maybe watchable for a half. Uh, I'm not even gonna say why. I would say that's oh, better. Is that noise. is that another tier? Maybe watchable for a half. No, I'm gonna put <laughs> I'm gonna put that as background noise. Most of these aren't even on the tiers. I would say. Um, I know there is one later on that's definitely like in the watchable category slash I'd like to get eyes on it category. Like I've been scrolling for like five minutes and I'm only at seven p.m. right now. There's there's a lot games. of games on Monday. Yeah. It's a late night game. I know that it might be tough for you to get eyes on that. I see USC Kansas State at yep. nine o'clock. Yep. Uh, That's two top like thirty teams. Yeah. I would say that's watchable for a Monday night. That's probably the game of the night, right? I'd say so for sure. I mean, you got those. They got those USC guards. You got Tyler Perry for Kansas State. You got they got another guard. Is it Cam Carter? I think he's kind of a breakout guy, maybe. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get eyes on I think that one I'm going to throw on probably when I'm going to bed or something. You know, I'll probably watch for half and then put it on when I'm going to bed and just kind of keep an eye on it and see if it's good. Well, there's a couple games at 1030, Biggs. Bellarmine, Washington. Uh, Bellarmine was left off the tournament last year because they have not – like they just made the jump or whatever. So were they, uh, they were good last year, right? Yes. Um, and then UCLA versus St. Francis. UCLA versus, versus, UCLA versus St. Francis. So I would say there's one watchable game on Monday and a couple of worth monitoring games okay. slash background noise games. Tuesdays, Auburn, I think, got a little, a couple more. I see Auburn Baylor off the bat. Yeah. Northern Iowa, North Texas. Ooh. I would say those are both. Well, I would say Baylor-Auburn is definitely watchable. How about North Dakota-Iowa? How's North Dakota? No clue. You don't know? Okay. Curious if they're any good. The fighting who? Boise State versus the Vanguard. Isn't that the middle of like a of like a uh, you know? A, Vanguard a, 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 is like a brokerage firm. So like maybe you have your Roth IRA through there. Ooh, I do need to. I actually need to get. Now that football's over, I've got like a three week window where I should try to probably schedule something to talk to. I, yeah, I should start right. dumping a little more into a retirement kind of thing. I know I have, yeah. I mean, I have retirement like that. I put away every paycheck through, through South Dakota, but I should probably get another one. Maybe Is it called we, South Dakota. It's just South Dakota retirement, retirement for teachers. Teacher, teachers know. fund for retirement. Probably yeah, something like that. Anyways, let's go to Wednesday. Okay. Not a great, not a, not a real meaty slate there Tuesday, right? That, but that Baylor Auburn like one they, though. They have a higher, higher end on Tuesday night than Monday night, but it's just not as much games. Yeah, and, and then you obviously have Tuesday at Maction still for a couple more weeks with college football, so there's that. 
Uh, Florida Atlantic travels to Loyola, Chicago. I'd be curious. I don't remember. We you know we haven't really done much on Loyola, Chicago. I, I'm curious if they have a lot of guys back because they were bad last year. But I mean, we were high on Drew Valentine a couple years ago. I think I think I posed the question like three and a half years is he going to be there still for you? If I remember right, you said I think he's out of there within three years. So this is year two for him. I think this is a big one. Like yeah. if he doesn't want to get stuck there, I think they've got to have a good season. Like that's that's obvious. But I'd be curious what they have coming back. I'm not going to research it though right now because I don't feel like it. Yeah. Again, not much on Wednesday either, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What else is there? Fairly Dickinson's going to be try to be the first 16 seed to ever be the one seed to follow that up by uh, winning a national title. I'm curious if mostly Dickinson or a little bit of Dickinson could hang with Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Thursday. Arizona State, Mississippi State. Is that one watchable? It, it, I don't even know. I mean, it is just because it's two power conferences. If you're like a college basketball sicko, I think those are watchables, but it's like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to be tempted by just a couple of high major crap teams. I, I, that doesn't do a ton for me anymore. Ooh, Thursday, Baylor plays against a former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver. That dude was good back in the day. He was. If his name would have been like, I don't know, something a little more that, that pops a little more, yeah. he'd still be playing, I bet. Like Sebastian Thunderbucket. Yes. We could use his pass rush on the interior. That's true. That's true. Um, Army versus Stonehill. That feels like a battle that you would fight. The Battle of Stonehill. Doesn't it? That sounds like a Civil War battle. It does. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. That was the Battle battle of Bunker Hill. Biggs, Thursday night. We have a good one here. This is... uh, Considering the rest of this week's slate, um, this is definitely mm. a very Ooh. watchable game. Yeah. Um, New Mexico, St. Mary's. Yep. 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 Um, I think that one could be a lot of fun. Immediately after or before that game is Southern Utah hosting Life Pacific. Um, <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that a credit? It, 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 it sounds like an insurance company. Well, isn't that when you're watching like the Pac-12 tournament, I feel like they always show the commercial where it's just like this majestic music and all it is is just on like loop whales just doing the thing where they pop out of the water. Yeah, isn't there like a Pacific? I know what what you're talking about. Isn't there like like some type of Pacific insurance? Something Pacific, yeah. And I feel like it's that. It's life Pacific, I think. Exactly. (laughs) So those whales are going to be out on the court. Could be, could be. You know who's going to be intrigued by that? One of our friends. (laughs) Oh, I hope he doesn't listen. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, okay, Friday is the night, Biggs. Friday yeah, Friday's good. Uh, right off the bat, I see um, Stony Brook hosting St. Joseph's Long Island. Ooh. Yeah. You threw out the record books. Yeah. But no, actually, actually, Arizona Duke. Yep. The, oh, okay, I see Texas A&M. Ohio that's, well, that, hey, Arizona Duke, I mean, that's one. Where, where would you rank that on the, on the, on the scale? You have to watch it. You got to get eyes on it, or do you? Are you willing to go to a bar? I think that's a game I'm still willing to. If friends are asking me to go out to a bar or something, I'm willing to. I would be watching it at the bar, but I would say it's like a three and a half between watchable and would like to get eyes on it, even if that happened. Like, got to get eyes on it, type of. I, I think it's no. Here's I'm gonna say level four. Got to get eyes on it. Not if level five. I'm canceling my plans, but level four. Got to get eyes on it. I'm trying to be unbiased here. You know what I mean? Because, like, say, for example, if it is Arizona, North Carolina, I, I would try. I would be like, yep, I have to cancel stuff. So I'm not trying to be biased against Duke. 
because I just don't want to be that person anymore. Uh, they have a new coach beginning of last year. His name is uh, John Shire. He is uh, the guy who followed up John Shire's predecessor. Um, I feel like I have to give it that top tier just because I, any other combination of teams at that level, I would give that top tier if that makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Texas and Ohio State. That is, I would watch that at a bar. Yeah. All I'm right. Well, by Texas what, what number tier is that one then? Watch that at a bar. I, it's got to be. Is that just like watchable? It's like, is watchable, like worth watching at a bar slash. It's it's worth watching. I got nothing else going on, kind of thing. Like the spirit, the spirit of watchable in my mind is like, well, if I got nothing else going on. Nothing else really on the tube. Do, just wait, doing hey, some... I have an idea. Let's let's change this. Let's uh, we might have to add another tier here, Biggs. Four, and six? we have to like we have to kind of split up the bar watching games. To whereas one, it's like if you're at the bar and it just happens to be on, uh, yeah, yep, I'm gonna watch that and just kind of pay attention to it. But then if there's another game where you get there and the game just isn't on for whatever reason, you're asking Ooh. the bartender to put that game on. See, that's that's that that would be like the Arizona Duke one for me because I am terrified to ask people to do that. Like <laughs> I, I'm not I I would be asking my wife and be like, hey, can you ask them to put the Arizona Duke game on? Like, do you think you can do that? And of course Fully, she would not please. because you know she doesn't care. She doesn't do uh, that for you. I know it's unbelievable. She won't do anything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Good thing she she's cute. Sandwiches. But yeah, she doesn't even do that. I literally made supper Dear again God. today and last night. I made her steak. Oh my gosh. So, what, what? Anyways, go on. Tell me I'm a good husband. You're a good husband. Amazing husband. Yeah. Thank you. You are too. Thank you. Why are you just staring at me? I'm looking at, I'm scrolling. (laughs) (laughs) You got really close to the camera. Sorry. Virginia, Florida. Watchable. Yeah. I I don't remember our tears anymore, so. I don't either. I'm going to have to like write them down so I can keep track. But I do like this idea. I think this is, I think this is a great idea. Yes. It really just adds to our already amazing segment. A hundred percent. We're growing it out, John. We're always trying to get better. I think that's what we can. I think that's what we learned about ourselves too, is we're not, we're kind of like, uh, we're kind of like, what's that, what's that, what's that wild turkey or that bourbon where it's like, never stop, never settle. That's us. I know wild turkey is a bourbon. Yeah. There was a, what, what was it though? It's the one with Pacquiao, Pacquiao sponsors. And it's like, never stop, never settle. It was like a, God, it was like a bourbon or a scotch or some, it was some sort of, Hard liquor. Can't remember. Oh, Biggs. Uh, Marquette hosting Ryder. Ryder. Don't even know her. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but then you get to that 8 Tennessee. o'clock time slot. I see. There's Tennessee, Wisconsin, Yale, Gonzaga, and San Diego State, BYU. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's Hennessy. Hennessy. Never stop. Never settle. Okay. There you go. Dayton Northwestern. Did you mention that one? I did not. I would say that's interesting. I think Northwestern's got that's enough. Interesting. Where I'm like, that's another one. I feel like watchable. There's like three subcategories of watchable. Interesting slash <laughs> slash. If I'm at a bar, I would tune in. But then, like the next level is of watchable is if I'm at a bar and I want them to change the channel to it. I, I thought of another tier. For All right. Seven now. All right. Um, this is one where it's like, if for whatever <laughs> reason, like there's some big life event, like. Your wife's giving birth or something. And you're know. watching on your phone? No, or that you could add that here, but it's like 
for whatever like there's you've exhausted all options you cannot watch this at all this is the tier of it's like okay i'm recording this yes so i can watch it when i get back home yes that's another i did that last year i started recording games and i was a little too cavalier with it i got really record happy but i will yeah they plant six i will probably put that into i'll put that into practice this year and Ultimately, we'll see. It's kind of nice to do because then you don't have to watch commercials and you realize just how much fat there is to a college basketball broadcast. Yep. Ooh, how about UBAB Clemson? That's kind of a college basketball sicko one, but you and I both like Clemson. Memphis, Memphis. Missouri. Yep. Uh, South Carolina, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're, we've exhausted all options here. I think those those 8 p.m. ones, though, are... are man, that's a good... That's a good... Fr- I wish those games were a little more balanced out. It's like, damn, like... From basically 7.30, I mean, you got the 6 o'clock one, Duke, Arizona. And then after that, you've got like five games where you could probably, if you are just sitting around at home not doing anything and you're just watching college basketball, you might be able to get about two and a half hours without seeing a single commercial. If you're willing to just, if you're like locked in, you know what would be good is on the YouTube TV where you got the four screen thing. Yep. If you can somehow do that with some of these. Now they're on Big Ten Network. I don't think you can pick. That no, you next can't. Step that they can that would be sweet. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm into Saturday now, babes. I bet you there's not much on Saturday. It's really. Think. It's a meaty well, call all day. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Halfway. Stonehill against Stonehill State again. Ball. They got UConn. They have a tough, tough schedule. For, How about uh, North Dakota State? State? How are they going to be? Your Bison. We're going to find out. Yeah, they get your they get your favorite. Yep. Gonna find out. Fox Sports Two. I'm also not. I don't know how you get Fox Sports Two, but I'm not. I'm not getting it. So. Battle tested. Well, you're not far from Omaha, right? No, I'm about three hours. I I've been I've been kicking around the idea. I would love to go to a Creighton game. I'd love for like, I would love for, to go there down just down there for a weekend or something. My dad and I and maybe Vince just do a dude weekend in Omaha and just check out Creighton, like a Creighton versus UConn game or a Creighton versus Nova or. Creighton versus any big Big East team would be a really fun. I think it'd be really fun. Oh, I forgot one game from uh, Friday. Actually, um, different sport. Uh, the North Prairie Cougars going for the nine-man North Dakota State title against South Border Mustangs. Whoa, North Prairie versus South Border. That's exactly boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, th- you throw out look, the record books. Absolutely. Like, is there is there a rivalry that goes thicker than that? It just means more. You know. But no, North Prairie is my high school, so I'll be there. It is? I thought you went to Rolla. They are co-ops with Roulette for football, and it's North Prairie. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. And actually, be- now it's a co-op of all for all sports, I think. With North Star? With Roulette. Oh, okay. This is separate from North Star. There's so many. There's a North Border, North Prairie, North Star. There's other Norths, I'm sure, too. In North Dakota. Like, subsets yeah, exactly. of North Dakota named North. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Exactly. Um, anyways. Do you see anything on Saturday? I don't. No, nothing that really floats my boat here. Not uh, not a whole lot. Nope, this is a good day to recover. I mean, you can't have seven straight days of great college basketball the first week. You're going to, like, you're going to pull a nut, you know? Like, yep. you got you to gotta pace yourself a little bit. Um, I guess we could do Sunday just ahead of this because we'll probably pod on Sunday when the Sunday game will come out with our next pod probably the following week. Yep. North Carolina versus Lehigh. Yep, just yep. Obviously, stage five, like, have to watch it. 
Lehigh once uh, updated Duke, so I have a respect for them. Yep, yep. Boise San Fran, a couple of mid-majors that we're kind of intrigued by. Bard College against Columbia. Those bards taking on those 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 uh, those pretentious lawyer hacks. St. Thomas of Minnesota hosting Minneapolis. Is that just the entire city? <laughs> Is there a Minneapolis college? I, you would know. No, I wouldn't. But I bet you I would know all the players if they're from Minnesota at Shoenecker Arena. You just you book your ticket, Shoenecker Arena. Good luck. Good luck getting a ticket. Do you actually know where that is? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No idea. Um. Yeah, no, no. Again, Nevada, Washington. If you really like uh, some some pack some Mountain West basketball. True. True. Army versus Indiana. That'll definitely be like a. Oh, uh, I bet you coach. I bet you coach K will be at that one. Yeah. Just making it about him. You know. Yeah. Gross. <clears throat> all right, Biggs. I think uh, I think we've exhausted all talking points here. All right, John. That that looks like a solid first week. Not a not a not a monster week, but certainly certainly some games where we can definitely overreact. That's right. Mostly overreact. Be like, why is this the game that they're putting on in the first week? Like, let's get some better ones on here. Why do I have to get Peacock? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Peacock, Biggs. You gotta let me fly. Ah! What movie is that from? Waterboy. The other guys. Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Been years since I watched it. <laughs> All righty, I think uh, I think that's a wrap here. Um, we'll be back probably in a week. Um, overreacting to all these games that we just discussed, and at some point, I'm sure we'll probably scroll through the schedule yet again. Um, I'm hoping there's kind of like some upsets we can talk about, like hey, oh hey, maybe uh. Purdue lost their game against their D3 college and we can overreact to that. You know, we'll see. My I would also be willing. Is. I'd also be willing to overreact if North Carolina blows some teams out. Cause last year they stunk it up against all these teams. They ended up winning, but it was like, Oh, it's okay. They were good last year kind of thing. But like, I would like to see them shit on someone. Yep. I'd be willing to overreact to that if you want. And then just like crown them right on the spot. Yep. 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 Top 15. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Bye.